Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Money for the Rest of Us. This is a personal finance show on money, how it works, how to invest it, and how to live without worrying about it. I'm your host, David Stein. Today is episode 455. It's titled, Easier Investing, Richer Life, Tips, Ladders to Annuities. A couple years ago, I read a book titled Effortless by Greg McEwen. It was a follow-up to his best-selling book, Essentialism. McEwen describes essentialism as doing the right things, whereas Effortless is about doing them in the right way. And he wrote that follow-up book because he was doing the right things, the essential things, but was completely burned out. And so then he had to change how he was going about doing things. And there were three main focuses. One, an effortless state, which he called clearing the clutter, just getting rid of the excess. Effortless action was focused on simplifying the process. And effortless results, taking effortless actions on high leverage activities so that we get these results that compound over time like interest. After reading that book, I spend a lot of time thinking about, is there a simpler way to go about doing whatever I'm doing? Are there steps that I can eliminate? Is there a way just to make things easier? It reminds me of a concept taught by Nassim Nicholas Taleb in his book, Skin in the Game, Via Negativa. It's the idea that by removing things, that act of removing things is more powerful and less air-prone than adding things. So I spent a lot of time thinking about what could I get rid of? What could I remove? How can we make this easier? And this occurred to me when I was at the post office the other day. I had sold a sweater online. The person that bought it was in Canada. LaPrell and my daughter had, had tried to mail it once, and it turns out the documentation to send a package to Canada was a little more complicated than they had anticipated. And it was my package, so I, I needed to go send it. I got there. I waited in line. And there were four or five people. And it took forever. And as I was getting ready to mail my package, I realized very few people go to the post office with simple request. They always ask, do you want to buy stamps? That's not why people go to the post office. Usually there's some more complicated problem they're trying to solve, which is why it takes so long. At least that's been my experience. In that line, I decided I'm not selling used clothes anymore, or I'm going to find a simpler way. I'll use some type of shipping service where I can print the label at home and just drop it off. But that wouldn't work for Canada. But the whole idea is, is there a simpler way to do things? Something more effortless. We've had a discussion on the Money for the Rest of Us Plus member forums about a, a simpler way to invest 
retirement assets. And it's a topic we've discussed on the podcast, most recently in episode 407, Worry-Free Retirement Investing. And it's the idea of creating a bond ladder. A bond ladder is a series of individual bonds that mature in a given year. We can go out 30 years, for example. And then when that bond matures, cash flow is received. And the idea is that that cash flow is sufficient to meet one's expenses or a portion of their expenses. Bond ladders have been around a long time. What has changed recently is interest rates are higher. We've discussed that in recent episodes, particularly real interest rates. They are over 2% right now, going out from 1% to, to 30 years. That means that bond ladders using Treasury inflation protection securities are more viable than they have been in over 15 years. A member of Money for the Rest of Us Plus, who is 62 and, and can quit his job anytime. I've, I, I've met him. I won't share his profession. But he approached one of his investment advisors. He has three of them, which I found humorous because he's doing a horse race among advisors, something that I actually have had clients do in the past. An insurance company in Florida decided to hire three bond managers. Each got a, a chunk of the assets to manage because the committee wanted to see who did the best job. This member approached one of the advisors about the idea of doing a treasury inflation protection ladder. With about 20% of the assets, it would be a 25-year ladder, and those cash flows would be complemented by Social Security and a pension. The advisor didn't really like that idea. He thought bond funds, municipal bonds, tips and treasuries would be a better choice. He made the comment that buying tips right now would be like putting on a seatbelt after the car crash, implying that now that inflation is high, you missed the boat when it came to tips. Now, this member's pretty savvy about tips because he's, he's studied it, and we've discussed it on Plus Membership Podcast, and, and there's a lot of good information out there. And he knew that TIPS ETFs hadn't actually done very well because real rates were negative and now they're positive. And as interest rates go up, the value of bonds go down, including TIPS. If we look at the three-year return, for example, of the iShares TIPS ETF, TIP, it's negative 1.7% annualized. Inflation has been running close to 4% the past three years. A TIPS ETF was not a good investment over the past three to five years, and it's something that we've pointed out on the show. But TIPS now are more attractive. In fact, they were attractive a year ago when we did episode 407 on worry-free investing and talked about TIPS ladders, annuities, and other options. We're revisiting it in this episode because there's some things about TIPS ladders that aren't as straightforward as they seem. A tips ladder seems like a simple problem. You just figure out how much to put in the tips, spread them out 25, 30 years, collect the cash, you get the adjusted principal value over time, and you're set. The challenge is, is figuring out how much do we put in that particular tips in order for it to grow on a real basis. And we'll take a look at some ways to do that in this episode. 
I first became aware of the power of using Treasury inflation protection securities as a way to to have more worry-free investing from a book I read over 20 years ago by Zvi Bodhi and Michael Klaus. It's called Worry-Free Investing, A Safe Approach to Achieving Lifetime Financial Goals. And in the book, Bodhi and Klaus point out that many people underestimate the risk of the stock market. We discussed this back in episode 374 on life cycle investing. We're used to thinking of the stock market at looking at an expected return and a range of returns, the volatility. The volatility of the stock market in any one year is around 18, 19%. But the volatility, the range of expected returns, if we look at five years or 30 years, will be narrower. We're not going to see a 20% differential in the 10-year annualized returns for the stock market. It's much narrower. But the problem is, as individuals, as retirees, we don't spend average returns. We spend dollars or whatever currency. As Mark Spitznagel, the hedge fund manager, points out in his book, Safe Haven Investing, principle number one is that investing is a process that happens sequentially through time. We get one shot as we go through time with our investment. And as a result, investing and risk, he points out, is a multi-period problem. Returns are iterative. Returns compound. And so the outcome, the wealth outcome, widens as time passes. Risk doesn't decrease the longer you're in the stock market because of this compounding effect, because of volatility drag, which we've talked about. The fact that the greater the volatility, the more difficult it is to recoup losses. And so the average outcome is greater than the median outcome with the middle person experiences because some people get very, very lucky and are going to have very, very high returns. That brings up the average. Bodhi points out in his book that we we know this is the case based on the price of options. The formula for options, the Black-Scholes model, the longer you hold an option, the more expensive it is. For example, a a put option where you're protected on the downside for the S&P 500, it might cost 4% a year to protect against losses greater than 5%. But if our time horizon is 50 years, then it might cost 50% of assets. And that's how that formula works because the formula, the math, recognizes this volatility drag, this multi-year problem of risk, the compounding, and how risk increases as we go through time. The dollar outcome, the compounding outcome, how much we have at the end of the day. And that's why using something like a tips ladder or an annuity, these more safety first approaches can be very powerful because it's a way to lock in these cash flows and reduce some of that dispersion risk. Bodhi in his book recommended tips. And I remember 20 years ago thinking, well, I'll just do that. Except that for many years, the yield on tips has been close to zero and it's been negative at times which made it much more expensive to implement the strategy. You needed to have more saved to put in the tips ladder. There is a a relatively new tool 
that a number of listeners and members have recommended. It's at tipsladder.com. And you had to really dig to see who created this thing. And his name is Kevin Essler. He's from Massachusetts. And that's all I know about him. There's an email and a name. And I spent close to two hours trying to understand the math at tipsladder.com. It will tell you which particular tips the QCIP to buy for each year of your bond ladder going out 30 years, which is kind of cool. And it tells you how many of each particular bond to purchase and how much. And it seems super simple until you start to think, well, how do we know the math is correct? And not knowing who created it, or at least we know their name, but nothing about their background, I wanted to make sure the math was correct. When you buy an individual treasury inflation protection security, there are two things that determine the price you pay. The first is the adjusted principal balance on the tips. The way that tips work is there is a set coupon rate or interest rate that is used to calculate the interest payment. So for example, last month, October 2023, I bought at auction the newly issued five-year Treasury Inflation Protection Security. It has a coupon rate of 2.375%. That 2.375% is multiplied by the principal amount over time to figure out what that interest payment will be. The adjusted principal amount is increased by the rate of inflation. There's an index ratio that's known as the inflation factor that the U.S. Treasury calculates, and there's one for every month based on the non-seasonally adjusted U.S. City All Items Consumer Price Index, CPIU. That index factor that is then used to calculate the adjusted principal amount. And I'll link to, in the show notes, the investment guide we have on money for the rest of us on investing in tips and I-bonds. And we go through an example of this principal adjustment using this index factor. What we pay on, on, a, on a tips depends on how long that tips has been outstanding. And if it's been out for 20 years, the index factor is going to be much higher, as will the adjusted principal amount. The second thing that determines how much you pay for the tips is what current interest rates are relative to the stated interest rate, the coupon rate, and when and if current real interest rates are higher than the coupon rate, then the price paid for the bond will be less. As interest rates go up, the value of bonds go down, and it works the same way for tips. The lower the tips coupon rate relative to real rates, the market rates, the bigger the discount, the lower the price. So a tips that has a coupon rate of 0.1% versus one that has a coupon rate of 1%, if they have the same maturity, right now, real yields are around 2.3%. So there'll be a greater discount, a greater price drop for that tips with a 0.1% coupon rate. As an example, in February 2022, the U.S. Treasury issued a TIPS that had a coupon rate of 0.125%. It was a 30-year TIPS. It matures in 2052. The index factor is around 1.103. 
we can multiply that index factor times the original principal amount, and we get basically a price, an adjusted principal value of that bond of $1,103. But if we go out into the marketplace and buy that, because real yields are higher than the coupon rate of 0.125%, we can buy that bond for $611. When we think about building a tips ladder, the reason why they're more attractive right now is the higher the real yields, the cheaper it is to purchase tips and create a bond ladder. Before we continue, let me pause and share some words from this week's sponsors. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, you know they shut down several months ago. Well, let me tell you about the budgeting solution, the financial tracking solution I've been using for the past number of months. It's Monarch Money. Monarch Money is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets like I've done. You can set goals, collaborate with your partner. And now you can get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com David. What I like about Monarch is the ability to customize what I want to see. I have custom budget categories, and then I can go on to the dashboard and see where I'm above trend on some of my spending. I especially like that Monarch will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com David. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash David for your extended 30-day free trial. We have a brand new sponsor to our show. It's Yahoo Finance. Yahoo's been around for decades. My first email outside of work was a Yahoo email address. But the financial side, I've used on occasion primarily to get data for dividend histories for particular funds or ETFs. But I was pleasantly surprised to get back on Yahoo Finance to see how it's evolved over the years. Now it's really a financial dashboard where you can get an understanding of what's going on with the markets. There are relevant articles from Bloomberg, Reuters, the Associated Press, and the Yahoo Finance team. You can look at the economic events calendar and see which data series are being released that day and what the consensus is. You can see the pulse of the markets at any time by going to Yahoo Finance. In addition, you could see all of your investments in retirement accounts in one place. With Yahoo Finance, you get a consolidated view of multiple accounts. Yahoo Finance serves as a financial hub for your retirement accounts, but also comprehensive financial news and analysis. You need to check out Yahoo Finance, particularly if you haven't been there in a while. Check it out at yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Here's a dirty little secret when it comes to tips ladders that people don't mention. I've watched some videos on it, and you really need to understand the bond math or how bond math works with the principal amount. So let's say we, we paid $600 for that bond, that tips that expires in 2052. Now, over time, the principal will be increased as inflation increases. And our return on the principal, because we've bought it at such a discount, it increases in price over time so that the, the return on just the principal piece, if we look at what we paid, 
versus what we'll get in 2052, that'll equal the yield to maturity, the real yield to maturity of 2.3% plus whatever the inflation rate is. So the principal value is, is protected from inflation and, and we'll get that starting yield to maturity. Excellent. That's what we want. However, tips are paying interest semi-annually. And in order for our ladder to work, we have to reinvest those interest payments. And they need to be reinvested at that starting yield to maturity when that tips was bought. In this case, 2.3%. Let's say real rates go back to negative again, and we're getting all this cash flow from these interest payments on our tips ladder. Our ladder will be broken unless we find some other way to invest those interest payments at at least that starting yield to maturity, in this case, 2.3%. If it's less than that, then we actually will not have the right inflation-adjusted cash flow when the TIPS bonds mature. And, and, and I don't see people talking about that. It took me a while to, to, to figure it out. And it's not necessarily even clear on TIPS ladder. The, it tells you which bond to buy, and it says you got the right amount at the end. But you kind of have to dig into the math of the spreadsheets that you can download to realize oh, this is actually the embedded assumption, which is the embedded assumption of all bonds. All bonds assume that if, if you're going to earn the yield to maturity when you purchase the bond, that you're, you're reinvesting the interest payments at that same yield to maturity. But if market rates have changed, if they're lower, then it becomes more difficult to do. Because of this reinvestment risk, ideally for TIPS, we want high real yields, but we would prefer the tips to have low coupon rates, to be more seasoned. They'll have a higher inf inflation-adjusted value, but because we won't have as much reinvestment risk, because we're, we're receiving less cash flow semi-annually. Now, we don't really get that choice because there's not that many tips outstanding, and so we kind of have to, to take what we're given, and the tipsladder.com can help with that to figure out which QCIP to buy. But reinvestment risk is one of the challenges with tips or tips ladder. A benefit of tips ladders, though, is we could spend a higher amount than we would if we were just doing sort of a traditional asset allocation, let's say a 50% stock, 50% bond portfolio. We're using a 4% spending rule, so spending 4% in our first year of retirement and adjusting it for inflation. The benefit of, of, of tips, and I ran this through our retirement spending calculator on Money for the Rest of Us Plus. We have a million-dollar portfolio, and if we assume inflation averages 3% over the next 30 years, and the starting real yield is like it is today at 2.3%, so combined our real yield plus inflation, that annual returns 5.3%. That calculator shows that we can have a spending rate, a starting spending rate of basically four and a half percent instead of four because we have the security of the inflation protection and that starting real yield. Again, though, it assumes we're able to overcome the reinvestment risk and are investing the, those interest payments at at least 2.3 percent real. You can go through really any online calculator and, and see that the assets would last 30 years using that 4.5% spending rate. So that, that's helpful. Although there are, there are other downsides of TIPS. For example, the government could default and, and not make good on those principal payments. That seems unlikely. 
Very unlikely, incredibly unlikely, but it could happen. More likely that politicians will just make sure they spend the money, not to default, which could lead to higher inflation, which we're protected from with our TIPS ladder. Another challenge, though, with TIPS is we're not sure how long we'll live. The longest maturity we can purchase is 30 years. But if we want to plan for a 35-year retirement, it adds a little more complications. We can compare TIPS to another option, and we were discussing this in the member forums, an immediate annuity. This same member that was discussing TIPS ladders with his advisor was also getting quotes on immediate annuities, which you make a one-time principal payment, and then you get lifetime income for yourself, or you can do a joint one for yourself and your spouse, for whoever lives the longest. And the rate that he was getting for an immediate annuity was about 6.2% of the principal amount, and he, he gets that every year. The benefit of immediate annuity is it, it's, it is lifetime income. You build a tips ladder for 30 years with all your money, and you live to be 35 years, then there's a problem unless you have Social Security and a pension plan. But with an immediate annuity, you get what are called mortality credits. With a tips ladder or any type of retirement, we have to assume we're going to live to be 95. An immediate annuity is an insurance product. You buy it from an insurance company, which pools the risk. With an immediate annuity, they don't have to plan for everyone living to be 95. They can assume the average life expectancy of the pool which will be, let's say, in the low 80s. And as a result, because the average will be closer to low 80s as opposed to age 95, annuitants that, that live to be 95, they make out well, but it also means the amount paid out. The yields on immediate annuities are higher because of this risk-pulling impact, which is called mortality credit. And so you, you will get more cash flow investing with an immediate annuity. What you won't get is inflation protection. Now, there, there are some immediate annuities that, that do offer inflation protection, but those payouts are much, much lower, even lower than tips. The other challenge with, with immediate annuities is you don't have the liquidity. You, you give the principal, there can be guarantees that you can get the principal back. Your heirs will get it back if you die early let's say in the first five years, or it's, let's say it's guaranteed for 10 years, but the annuitant doesn't get it. Once you make that decision, that money's gone, which is fair. But with tips, if you decide, well, I don't want to keep with my tips ladder, maybe you find that you have incurable cancer and you need the funds to, to pay for healthcare or something like that, well, you can, you can access the tips ladder. So we have two options here. We have a tips ladder. The pros are you get true inflation protection, you have liquidity, and you typically can spend more than you would just using a traditional 4% rule. The cons to a tips ladder is they can be complex. Figuring out which tips we buy, how much we buy. They only go out 30 years. If you're going to do a 35-year tips ladder in year in five, you're going to have to buy another 30-year tips. A big con is the reinvestment risk of, of the interest payments. Recognize you have to reinvest those coupon payments, those interest payments at whatever yield to maturity was baked in to your tips ladder when you initiated it. And if you're not able to earn that much, then, then the tips ladder won't meet the objective. There will not be enough cash in year 25 or year 30. 
Another con to tips is there's not necessarily always a bond or tips that fits the year maturity that you want. So you can't get necessarily the perfect match of the cash flows to when you want to spend them. The benefit of immediate annuity is, is it is true lifetime income for the rest of your life. They're simpler. You choose a highly rated insurance company. I recommend a, a mutual insurance company like a New York Life, for example, Northwestern Mutual. So been around for a very, very long time, low risk, and you get the true lifetime income. And you get a higher payout than you would with, with bonds due to the mortality credits. It's a proven model. But the cons is you do give up the principal and you, you can't access it for liquidity and you don't get the inflation protection. So what works best is a combination. Like this member was considering, the member has Social Security. The member has a pension plan. The member is considering a tips ladder. We have other, other members that have, have done tips ladders with half their assets and invested the rest in stocks and other asset classes. So having a combination works best. There can be some simplification to it. it they all take off some risk, but as we try to simplify, simplify the process, that, that, that's different than saying it's dead simple. Investing can be complicated. There's always some type of risk. There's nuances, which is why we do a show like this to help point those things out. And there, there's ways to simplify an immediate annuity when individuals that I know that have bought them have gotten great peace of mind, not having to worry about whether they would get cash flow every month for the rest of their life. Still have to worry about inflation, whereas with tips, you don't have to worry about inflation, but there's other worries. So there's always some trade-offs, so we use a combination. And that's our discussion then of tips ladders versus annuities. That's episode 455. Thanks for listening. I have loved teaching you about investing on this podcast for over nine years. Some topics, though, are just better explained in writing or with a chart. And that's why we have a weekly free email newsletter, The Insider's Guide. In that newsletter, I share charts, graphs, and other materials that can help you better understand investing. It's some of the most important writing I do each week. That's why I spend a couple hours on that newsletter on Wednesday morning, as I try to share something that will be helpful to you. If you're not on the list, please subscribe. Go to moneyfortherestofus.com to subscribe to the free Insider's Guide weekly email newsletter. Everything I've shared with you in this episode has been for general education. I've not considered your specific risk situation. I've not provided investment advice. This is simply general education on money, investing in the economy. Have a great week.